and we are rolling. So thank you for listening. My name is Tom, and this is Abroad Madness. Welcome back for another episode. Wait, wait. So like, like back, really, really back to like the whole social, like social, ah, social science. Social, social yeah. science. I can't say that word. That word is uh, social. What happened? What happened to make you want to change it? When I when I choose my my major. Or my majors because I had so this business side、mm-hmm. plus the Japanese language,、uh, English and Japanese side in my study. It was more like something of an agreement between me and my parents because they wanted me to do something that can be useful、mm-hmm. to find a job. But I wasn't sure at that time what I wanted to do. I mean, like I was thinking of international relations studies,、mm-hmm. or maybe I'm more like become a journalist、Ooh. or trying something like this. But I wasn't sure. I, I was mostly thinking about moving. I was living in the French countryside at that time, so I was mostly thinking of moving back to the city, big cities, make my life there, <laughs> have friends,、uh, enjoy myself a bit. And so that was we got, we came up with this agreement of I would study business oriented stuff, but I will do Japanese stuff too. And I came to realize before moving to Niigata that I didn't give a fuck at all to business things. <laughs> I, I liked things like studying law because in my in my program we had to study economics, law, marketing, that kind of stuff. So except economics, I was fine with anything. And the funny thing is that in Niigata, I don't know if you remember,、uh, but、uh, the library, the uni library, they.、Yeah. Kind of,、um, they sold a lot of books one day. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like do, everything do at a hundred yen. Yeah, and I found some very rare books from French sociologist and a philosopher, and I read, I read them, and was like, okay, fuck, no, I'm, <laughs> I, I was already thinking of doing the kind of studies, but、yeah. I was like, okay, though, I want to do something related to. Sociology and、uh, social, social sciences. And during my year in Igat, actually, I kind of prepared my upcoming master degrees、oh, in、wow. this field. So I was like reading, thinking, looking for programs because in France, I, I'm well. I think it's the same everywhere else, but in France, it's very difficult to switch major,、yeah. especially for ma- for master degrees. Like if you have a major professional major. In your bachelor degree, then you cannot really switch to another major, except if you have links between them. And in my case, it wasn't really the case. <laughs> so when I moved back to to Nantes after Niigata, I already started a, a new degree in sociology, like bachelor. I was doing a double degrees in、Damn. foreign languages applied to business, plus the first and second year of a sociology program that I didn't graduate from. Okay, I just like、uh, you know. I attended some courses. I learned a bit, but it was more like some kind of a justification, you know, to、yeah. tell everyone that I was studying. I was reading a lot of sociology books to do. Okay, I'm in this move. I'm in this mood, trying to to get this fucking master degree thing. And I got accepted to this school in Paris, so it was cool. But、uh, somehow, thanks to Nigat, I had one year or at least some month to like focus on myself. And because we we couldn't graduate from Nantes University, you know, we were forced to just follow and take Japanese courses in Niigata University. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning that when we moved back to Nantes, we had to do our third year because、okay. in France the bachelor bachelor degree is just like、uh, is three years. So we moved from France after the second year Niigata when we just 
kind of followed some Japanese courses things, even <laughs> if we we support that a lot. <laughs> and uh, in the end, yeah, we had to to do this the third year. And but when I moved back to Nantes, I was already with a clear idea of the research themes I want to to follow. I had already read some books, so yeah, it helped me a bit to prepare for my application. So Niigata played a very important place in your life. Kind of, because <laughs> I definitely hated a lot of things yeah. in Niigata,、uh, as you know. I mean, you're a city boy. You're you definitely are not. Yeah, I think like if you could, you wanted to go to Tokyo like the the next moment you can. But I mean, yeah, yeah I, I went to Tokyo a lot thanks、yeah. to the bus. Maybe you remember, the,、yeah. but some weekends, especially the second semester, like I was spending a lot of time in Tokyo. But the thing is, and I can see it right now because in the department I'm working in right now, like they have so many links with other universities in Japan, like at least fifteen or even twenty. Japanese universities. So when you are a student in our department, you do have a lot of choice. Yeah. And then it depends, of course, of your level and your motivation because you have to have good grades <laughs> and a good、uh, application things. But if you are motivated, then at least you can go. You have the choice, and you are not forced to go into Niigata.、Mm-hmm. While in Nantes University, we just had this very one specific city, and the application process was very tough.、Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to fight a lot. It was like a lot of stress, and、uh, actually, as far as I remember, we were like eleven. Seven people,、uh, or even twelve people, trying to to go to Niigata, and we only had four slots. Yeah. So so it was tough, and we had to fight, and that's why when we arrived in Niigata, and we saw that we put so much efforts in this application for the average experience that Niigata was offering, <laughs> it was a bit like what the fuck, like why the why the heck, like we you know we we destroyed our, ourselves for one. Year just for that, so <laughs> Yudushima-san definitely. But no, like seven years later,、mm-hmm. of course I can see what Niigata brought me, like as an experience,、uh, helped me to get a better Japanese, of course, helped me to have time to reflect on myself, prepare myself,、uh, drink a lot, discover new kind of alcohols. <laughs> That's that was great. So, but of course, but it's always like not if. If I went to another university, of course it would have been different. If I if I moved straight away to Tokyo, maybe it would have been easier on certain parts. I I don't know. But still,、yeah. I got most of the things I wanted to to get.、Yep. The next todai, the kind of stuff. So everything、I、works out of, in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, ex except that, like it's not only related to Niigata. It's of course like you working yourself, trying to find ways yourself,、mm-hmm. and not just. Rely too much that kind of experience. The experience itself is not bringing everything to you. You have to to find out what you can take from these experiences to make your own things. But it's it's very difficult. <laughs> it's definitely easier said than done. But I mean, well said.、Mm. Definitely well said. So you were you were both in Tokyo and like you、mm. know in Niigata, a place where、mm. there's only there's basically nothing, and also in Tokyo where there is basically everything. So.、Mm. What was like? How different? I mean, obviously, you were in very different situations. You know, in Niigata, you were a scholarship student. Like you, you got, you、no. got. Sc-、oh, no, you, no, 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 no. Okay, so、yeah. you basically worked your butt butt off and then got money and then came to Niigata. Uh, in the case of Niigata,、uh, I got a small scholarship from Nantes University, like fifty thousand yen per month. 
That's a, oh, even that's, that's enough already. <laughs> it's it's not maybe less. I don't kind. I don't really remember. Mm-hmm. I, I was getting a bit of money, but not that much. Mm-hmm. And my parents were still helping me okay. to pay for everything, so that was fine. Actually, I cost them a lot during this year. <laughs> yeah, and in Tokyo, that was the same. For my first year, at least, I got a bit of a financial help from my university to do my fieldwork, and my parents were still helping me. But then after that, I just found my vitals and walked. Uh, while sitting i mean it there's definitely the big difference but then i guess i'm just gonna ask what's the difference besides like you know the more very like oh it's very crowded in tokyo and then it's very basically there's no one in Niigata. like what's the like i guess difference in experiences like in the people i guess i wouldn't i wouldn't say tokyo it, it is that crowded actually yeah yeah i mean you lived in the very i would say sketch part. but I, I was living in takada no Maba, so it was shinjuku mm-hmm. shinjuku yeah, and of course, it it really depends of the area you are in Tokyo and the time. Like, if you want to take the train, if you go to I don't know Shinjuku Station <laughs> around five p.m. or eight p.m., of course, it's going to be the rush because everyone is leaving back and taking the train. Yeah, if you go to other areas in Tokyo, because Tokyo is awfully huge so if you know a bit of tokyo you can definitely construct set up your own experience on life and if you don't want to go to a crowded area then you just choose the areas without too many people at at the opposite if you want to be like in a more vivid vivid like a vibrant atmosphere fear of course yeah. then you choose like you go to shibuya at a certain time you go to shinjuku a certain time so but at the opposite like Niigata, like the train in Niigata <laughs> was kind of crowded, wasn't it? Because that was the it, only train that you can get. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the po- that's the point. And even like the campus, it was like straight forward, right? You just had one street. Yeah. And sometimes I I did I did feel that uh, Niigata was more crowded than Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a. But the thing is, yeah. But because like in Niigata, as you said, you no choice. Like just one thing, one way, one train. Yeah. One main street, one main one everything, and like even the izakaya, you didn't have that much of choices. Yeah. So like around the campus, you, you had you had a lot of izakaya, but still. You get Where tired was... of them after a few yeah. years. Yeah, 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 of course. And in Tokyo, the yeah, the thing is you have the choice. Mm. And you can select by yourself what kind of area, what kind of cafe, restaurants you want to go. And you shape yourself, that kind of stuff, right? But that's the same with every big city, I guess. And what, what about the cost of living? Because... I mean, I, I mean, I I've been into in Tokyo one one year only, mm-hmm. and that was like mm-hmm. you know that the time when I was still like you know Malaysia is not that rich of a country, so mm-hmm. <laughs> our money is very really like you know mm-hmm. is really really weak. So yeah. when, the first year in Tokyo, I was like, oh, like every single thing, I always translate it back to my Malaysian ringgit. So mm-hmm. which is like let's say oh this is one hundred yen of curry oh that's like four hundred four four ringgit in Malaysia oh that's expensive or like I would always mm. think about that so I never got to like freely eat a lot of things mm. or like enjoy a lot of things when I was in Tokyo mm. but then you were definitely not that case so like what about the cost of living in like you know Tokyo well, and Niigata mm, not the apartments uh, not the apartments because apartments no, are definitely it, expensive but uh, I. Sh- 
actually my apartment in Takadanbaba wasn't expensive at all. <laughs> it was like Gomaya. So I, uh, by I the way, like, my place my place is Yomayan, and it's like fifty okay, yeah. fifty meters square. But then I do live like right next to the paddy field. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, of of course, if you compare Niigata and Tokyo, I've guessed Niigata is definitely going to be cheaper. Yeah, and every aspects. But the thing that I was the most surprised of is that when I moved back to Paris, I realized to, that Paris was way more expensive than Tokyo. And so Tokyo wasn't that expensive compared to my current Parisian life. Like I used to live only with 80,000 yens in Tokyo. So Hachimaya. Yeah, that's uh, that's not that much. That's really No, but I was I was restricting restricting my myself a lot, uh, okay. uh, trying to not go to izakaya, not mm-hmm. going to drink that much, but it was okay. I wasn't I wasn't sad or it wasn't a hard life. I, was, I, I just had to be careful. And uh, when I had my vitals and I could just relax myself a bit and like uh, not stress out every time I was going to have a beer, something like this. <laughs> yeah, it, but the daily life wasn't still that expensive. If you have a part-time job in Japan and you don't have to send money back to your parents or whatever, yeah. it's basically mm-hmm. pretty manageable to live off like, you know, from mm-hmm. here, right? Yeah. Especially because um, I was only doing baitos or part-time jobs that were paying much twice the average rate. Why? What, what kind of part-time jobs are you doing? But it, it was more like uh, teaching French ah, okay. uh, guide, a tourist tourist guide. Yes, yes. Um, and I, I was also working for art, like I was doing satsuekai, uh, you know, like uh, the photography, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So it, it wasn't bring uh also but artistic too uh, okay. like i was working that kind of art art and photography related stuff so it wasn't bringing that much of money every month mm. but like having those three areas of uh jobs like you mix them and you get enough money to live mm. and yeah that's not doing the average title 1000 yen per hour but uh, do it, working for 2000 yen per i was like um, was helping me a lot I see. but i i know that it's not something that everyone can do because yeah. if especially like in tokyo it wasn't the case before but right now you have so many people that can teach english yes that even if you are a native english speaker uh, you cannot yet you are going to be paid 1000 yen yeah. at best 1050 the, uh, 500, uh, 500 but uh, French is still a bit uh, rare yeah it's so we get hard. that yeah 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 so you, we get we get this uh, 2000 yen wages but uh, yeah and guide but everyone can be guide but when it comes to French or French speaking uh, companies of course they are more like somehow high level I don't know <laughs> but yeah they, they are they are okay they are okay to pay more than uh, just normal baito they're like oh there's not many f- french here in japan so yeah. they're like okay like you are a limited resource so let's pay yeah, you yeah, more yeah, yeah 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 but of course i, I did see like uh, french restaurants mm-hmm. or french bakery just paying you know yeah the average rate but uh, I, mean, I don't so that's because they don't really need like french people yeah. there oh but they, they, they are they're asking they're asking oh, for serious? french native yeah why they're asking for French native because I don't know they want to, sometimes like the the owners they are Japanese that like French culture so they want to speak French with French native while walking, 
But、uh, yeah, I remember I had this、uh, yakitori, yakitori restaurant, and the owner was like a big fan of French culture.、Mm-hmm. So she was looking for French native, but I think it was more for herself. And maybe she wanted to have like foreigners to like、uh, staff, foreigner staff in her restaurant. So it would be like more, I don't know, appealing to some customers. I don't know. But in my opinion, like yakitori is not. That kind of place where you want foreigners to serve you, <laughs> as, I mean, as a Japanese. There's definitely、uh, no, there's definitely no problem in like having a foreigner serve you, but no, no, just, no, no, no. Like you know, the the owner shouldn't be picking, <laughs> like foreigners only. But that's why I think it was more for herself and more like、uh, you know,、uh, enjoy more a time in her restaurant and speaking speaking French and maybe study her French. Uh, Why walking something like this? But and the pay was just like one thousand yen. Yeah, that's that's kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But sometimes, if you really need money, you can just say, you, "Okay, you let's go." <laughs> I was I was lucky on like having the time to search and carefully select the bytos I would like to do, because some of my friends had had no no time and yeah, no chance, and they just had to go to Seven Eleven like combine combine bytos because they had they had to to pay for the rent. And buy food, so、mm, it was most like em- emergency. Like, are you okay with just one one last question? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course.、Yeah. So, I mean, recently you, I mean, I think that was like one of the, the one thing that start, you know, the whole conversation about, hey, can you be on my podcast? I mean, obviously, I wanted you on my podcast before even that、mm-hmm. thing, but then so you recently start like make porno. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You made porn. Like I, I want to know about that. I just, I just,、yeah. I, I want to know more about that. Like I mean, I did ask you a little bit on like you know, true text, but then you know, it's always nice to just hear from you. So actually, we can go back a bit from、uh, the Niigata time because、mm-hmm. a lot of things started in Niigata. Okay, and <laughs> that was that. the. <laughs> That was definitely the time I got more careful and interested in gender studies and queer studies.、Mm-hmm. I I had already like links and、uh, interests in those fields, but、uh, in Niigata I really started to yeah reflect on myself, think of about issues, gender issues, racist issues, that kind of things,、mm-hmm. and especially because at that at that time already. I was interested in、uh, sex studies, like really on the academic point of view, and even for my personal culture and、uh, like for sexual issues in societies. <laughs> That's the time also I did my coming out, like more kinky, you know, kinky coming out, and with the ropes, bondage, and all. I started to take pictures after Niigata when I moved to Paris and then Tokyo. I started to be a bit more professional, and that、yeah. issues and that things. And in the end, yeah, I've been always thinking that I would like to make、uh, porn movies.、Um, not really movies, actually, because it's more like videos.、Yeah. In the sense that we, are, I, I didn't make like two hours movie, <laughs> right? It's 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 more like you know, like in the classic、uh, Japanese porn industry, and especially because I studied this industry too, so I kind of know how they are making the videos, what they are accepting, that kind of stuff. My the thing was like I wouldn't make porn just for the sake of making porn, right? In the sense, I I just don't want to do to make a movie just to say okay I made a movie I'm happy that's all I wanted to bring more something political or yeah trying something a bit different and I happened to be in contact with a very good friend of mine changed a lot of things in her life and recently she started like、um, OnlyFans account、oh, okay. 
and that kind of things. She happens to be a transgender person and she has a lot of uh, links with uh, non-binary and a lot of queer community people. And we, we came up with this idea of making a porn video together. So I was just like, you know, taking the videos. I did a bit of Kimbaku to like tying the, the tying her for the sake of the video, that kind of things. And we agreed of not focusing uh, on her genitals or the actual like, sexual action, but more like a narrative thing. She came up with a story with some kind of a situation mm -hmm. uh, with the other actor. And it was more like a kind of funny like a humor, humor porn <laughs> video. So of course you still have like her getting, getting like banged by the other actor, like uh, <laughs> sucking dicks and that kind of things. Yeah. But yeah, we try to, to make something different than the mainstream porn video things. And I, as far as I know, it didn't sell well. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's the first one. <laughs> Yeah, but right. it's, uh, I already made video other videos with her, like uh, more like Kimbaku related stuff, mm -hmm. short, short, short clips. And this time it was the first time we we really tried to make something that we can call porn. <laughs> and we are going to make more videos like in the near future. Is for, even with COVID, I think it's fine because we are shooting at her place or maybe at mine, so that will be fine. We just need to find someone to bang her to be with yeah bang her <laughs> uh or maybe do the video because we would like to do a video that focus more on the the ropes you know the kimbaku side yeah, of the yeah. stuff definitely it's, i mean just mm. from like i i definitely first and foremost i love your photography about like oh, just like you. the ropes and i mean i definitely haven't been you know uh i don't like on my sexual side this is not something i'm comfortable with like because mm -hmm. I mean, I can't even wear chains, <laughs> like okay, necklace. Yeah. I can't even wear yeah. that without feeling restricted. So I mm -hmm. don't think I can do that. But for me, like just like reading through your posts and everything, I'm like, oh, this is how you actually dry your ropes. Like apparently your the ropes have to be tempered some way. Yeah. yeah, yeah you before are, they're being yeah, used. Mm -mm. And like just how much like work goes into just like, you know, because whenever people think about bondage, you're like, Ooh, sexy stuff. Ooh, like, like, mm. Oh, it's like naughty stuff that you don't really show, but then mm. it's actually a lot of work and a lot of like, I guess, concentration. And also the way you shoot yeah. your pictures, a lot of them turn out really, really good. I'm not going to lie. Like it's really, really Thank good. You. So like, yeah, I mean, that's why like when you said, like when you said like you did porn, I was like, Oh, you did porn. And I was like, I, I mm. actually thought you were, you were in it. But then you're like, oh, no, no. okay. <laughs> Maybe not a lot, but quite a lot of people have been asking me for years, like if I appear in a porno, <laughs> uh, would I show my dick or not? Uh -huh. And uh, because a lot of people apparently want to see my dick, so I'm a bit like, okay, so <laughs> I will postpone this time. Like uh, I'm, I don't, I, I don't really care to, to be an actor. I, I would be fine to do some scenes mm -hmm. myself, but that's not the thing. I, I you know. I'm making porn because I want to to bring my ideas uh, real, mm -hmm. and I want to to yeah I want to make something. I don't just want to jerk off and call it a day like I, as it is a lot in the Japanese porn industry. For more, yeah. uh, not all, but a lot of male actors they just want to yeah jerk off, and that's all. So, so what what you wish people when they watch your porn? Mm. It's is you. Instead of wanting to jerk off, 
they kind of give get into like this <laughs> really deep, like you know, state of thinking. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, that's that that's something that is really interesting because right. I I also want people to get aroused mm-hmm. by the videos. I I don't want to make like to how do you say intellectual porn, you know, having just people <laughs> re- reflecting themselves while watching someone getting banged right. on the video. I I don't want. I, I do want people to be excited and masturbate themselves and that kind of things on the video, definitely. And that was something very difficult with with this first shot because I was really careful on being like uh, making good images, like having, you know, good angles, taking the videos from the right sides, that kind of things. But at the end, I was speaking with my friend and we were like, are people really going to be excited by what we did? Because she <laughs> she she made the editing, oh, okay. and uh, she she did she did it really well. But we were like, okay, but it's not that exciting actually. It's fun. We laughed a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves a lot making this video. But is it that exciting actually? And. Uh, Apparently, some of the people that bought the video told us that they they got excited by watching it. So we are happy of that. But for the next videos, yeah, I will try to be more careful of how how do I how can I excite it, excite someone? And that's very difficult because it's very personal. Like if I if I direct a video, yeah, am I going to ask for things I like? But oh. it's not really the point because we are making a video for people. It's, I'm not being making a video for myself. Ask the actors, like, okay, do it like I, the way I would like it to be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's quite a challenge to yeah to mix this kind of uh, non-mainstream vision of porn and still trying to reach this excitement level so and i'm still thinking of it so hopefully we can make something cool in the next videos but yeah we need we need to practice we need to make no in my experience even for pictures uh, i'm still not good at uh, taking photographies and i no, it looks good it it's looks just good. like thank you but it's you know i <laughs> i i i know i i know that I, I still have a lot of room of improvement so yeah it takes time but uh at least I'm enjoying myself and my friends are enjoying themselves too. So, <laughs> mm. I mean, it definitely fills up the time, right? For you. Mm. Right. Yeah, soon. I guess like for you, thinking about what the customer wants or like thinking mm-hmm. about like the, what the consumer wants is really important like yeah. you know, when you're directing. Yeah. And that was the thing because since my, my friend is a transgender, mm-hmm we were thinking like, are we going to to be like fully queer? So like being politically, politically correct, uh, be careful with the words, with the way we're presenting stuff, maybe not using the usual categories like shemale, that kind of things. Oh, okay. um, are we going to, but we want to make money <laughs> and we are, we are queer, but we are also... Business. here to make money so and we are fine to use uh, capitalism and that kind of uh, oppressive environment to make money if needed so my friend was fine she told me yeah uh, we can put that, 
that kind of hashtag, you know, she made a lot of videos. She was the one saying, okay, I'm fine with it. Yeah. So it was okay. So yeah, bimbo, that kind of stuff. So yeah. And that, I, that's why I think for the next videos, maybe we will think a bit less from that uh, so-called queer point of view or just artistic point of view, like trying to make things good looking, you know, and maybe try to think more about the customers and just, <laughs> just to see like what, what could comes from that kind of point of view too. In the end, yeah, maybe the third video will be the good balance between the queer point of view and the customer more like uh, heteronormative and straight cisgender people point of view. I, I don't know, like it's, we're still. <laughs> <laughs> you're still experimenting, you're still like kind of on the drafting board. on. Yeah, 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 definitely, right? definitely, definitely. Uh, like how... Actually, like, you know, just from shooting porn, like how much did it cost you? Because, I mean, you said that you guys wanted to, I mean, you, she did the editing, you did the directing, yeah. and then you yeah. guys have an actor to come along. So my, my friend, she had this other friend that has a kind of a OnlyFans account too. And in that kind of uh, environment, as far as I know, like you, you may a collaboration and like after this uh, podcast recording i will go to a shooting oh. kimbaku kimbaku photography shooting Damn. and we are we are three people collaborating one model one pro photographer and me as a <laughs> kimbakushi and we are not paying each other uh, it, well, this time is not really professional oriented stuff but still we are not paying like the model we are not paying the photographer i'm not getting paid and it's more like if we manage to use the contents that we made that day to make money, then that's fine. And for the porn, it was the same. Like no one got money uh, on that day. Okay. But it's more like you have the right to use the contents by yourself. And uh, with my friend, we came to an agreement that she will do the selling to on her account. Ah, okay. And I will get a percentage of uh, the sales if we reach a certain amount. Like, I don't remember, maybe if we reach uh, 80 euros, something like this. So it's like uh, Ichimai. Mm -hmm. If we reach Ichimai, then she will send me the money and my accounts. Uh, otherwise, I would just wait and we will make more videos until we reach this <laughs> amount. And uh, yeah, so that's why it wasn't that costly. And I already had my camera, my microphone, my ropes. We had to buy some accessories but it was not that expensive and probably you guys you can use it also in privately not no not necessarily but you know uh, i prepared a fake semen oh yeah 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 you did tell that yeah so i had to buy like concentrated milk sugar eggs so it was more like grocery shopping <laughs> stuff uh, i didn't know that yeah. that's how you make fake semen. Uh, you, you have you you have a lot of ways to to prepare fake semen Damn. so yeah it cost us uh, i don't know maybe 10 10 euros so that's less than 20 yeah 2000 euro yen mm, and lot. we shot at her place this is this is actually way cheaper than when i like started this podcast like just to buy this thing all this yeah. shit cost me go my yen. yeah so it's like yeah but you know when when i bought my camera oh, yeah, it was like true. uh it was um, a thousand euros so <laughs> Same yeah. shit, same shit. Yeah, same shit, definitely. But you, you, you have, you do have an initial cost mm. to get materials to, yeah, stuff. To but then you can use them. Yeah, to get to get them. But then you can use them and you 
can, I don't know the word in English actually, even in Japanese, but um, if you make a lot of contents with the, with the stuff you bought, then yeah. Like the, yeah. if you used it to, full, to its fullest potential, then it pays off yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, it pays off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's, yeah. that's enough for <laughs> this episode. Thank you, Pia. Pia John? I, I, that's the thing. I, can't, I don't think I can say your name like Pia. It's weird. Yeah. I have to add Pia John. Yeah, but my, my, my full name is Pierre Jean, actually. Okay. So, yeah. so people are supposed to call me Pierre Jean, but uh, oh. everyone is calling me Pierre. No. So, yeah. so, yeah, thank you, Pierre Jean, for coming on to this episode. And yeah, I'll see you, I'll see everyone else next time. So, mm. uh, yeah. yeah, keep it back. <laughs>